special guest, Mark Two Ray, in the building. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate you, you know, allowing me to come on. And we know what country you're repping. Say it for the people one time. Well, uh, uh, born in America, part French, part Greek, but I, uh, I uh, have a song about the Armenian genocide. I'm part Armenian as well, and that is the uh, the main cause that I'm really repping with that song. That's wow. what's up, man. So we had you on before, mm-hmm. but you're trying to raise awareness of the genocide because some people you say in Turkey deny that it even exists. Yes, and not just some people, but the actual the Turkish government. Um, it's, a, it's a huge deal. Um, Basically, 100 years ago, uh, 103 years ago, uh, the Ottoman Empire, which is now known as modern-day Turkey, uh, committed one of the first major large-scale genocides um, of the 20th century um, against the Armenian, the Assyrian, and the Greek uh, people, who are all indigenous. And uh, over 1.5 million Armenians were killed. Um, and my grandfather and my great-grandmother actually were fortunate enough to escape and make it to America. And um, for the past 103 years, the Turkish government has been adamantly denying this crime against humanity and has spent millions and billions of dollars into this denial campaign, into, you know, teaching false curricula to their citizens in Turkey, editing the Internet so that their citizens can't, you know, go on Google and learn about the genocide and um, sort of bullying using their political power as a, as a NATO country in this alliance to, to keep other uh, countries um, from, you know, calling it what it is, which is a genocide. Yeah, I mean, so much wrong with this world, man. Uh, you know, the, I'm a Christian, so we believe the God, you know, the world's created through God's word. Um, and people are good, right? Yeah. But a lot of the stuff you see on the news, like, challenges that thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's a lot going on I mean, right we, now. We, you know, as African Americans, we can relate to your struggle, you know. Um, obviously, the whole transatlantic slave trade. Um, that was a genocide in itself. You yeah. Know? Very and much you know, so. The Jewish people had the Holocaust. Yeah. You know, so... I get mainly, I guess, the main lesson we should all take away from this is we got to care about each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know, so you're going to be performing this song, right? Yes. Uh, I'll be performing the song actually this coming Saturday, uh, which is April 21st. I'll be performing it uh, outside the White House in Lafayette Park um, for the Armenian uh, Candlelight Vigil. Um, which is a basically a, a a vigil and a commemoration of the genocide. You know that you know that, that happened. Uh, we 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 use the 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 day that we commemorated is on April 24th, which is the day that the genocide started back in 1915. So every April 24th uh, around this time in April, uh, Armenians all over the world um, come together and commemorate it. So I'll be performing it uh, at the White House uh, on April 21st. Uh, as part of the candlelight vigil, and then the next day I'm f- actually flying out to California uh, to perform it at the big commemoration out there, which is called the March for Justice at uh, Pan Pacific Park in L.A. Uh, so um, I'm very fortunate to be uh, a part of uh, both of those great events. So you're performing in the DMV? Yes. Say that date again one more time. April 21st at uh, Lafayette Park in uh, right outside the White House. That's the one right in front of the, the fence, right? Exactly. And that's from 7.30 to 9 p.m. is the uh, White House vigil. In case you don't know, that's 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You know where it is. You have no excuse. <laughs> Pull Go up. Go out and support. Yeah, so, Embersy, what do you think about what you're hearing right now? It's, you know, genocides <laughs> have been happening all over the world, and they, they're ongoing. And it's interesting what people tend to care about and then what people don't. And I have a question for you sure. about how many people have died 
in this? Do you in, know? In this? Yes. Well, there were one po- about 1.5 million Armenians, about 800,000 Greeks, and then about 750,000 Assyrians. But there are also other uh, uh, people like the Assyrians uh, who are killed as well. But it also is ongoing uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a um, another part of uh, a part of Armenia um, called uh, um, Korban, which is a um, actually the um, the Azeri um, Azerbaijan excuse me Azerbaijan um, uh, forces have tried to make a second genocide essentially, mm-hmm. and um, so it's ongoing. There's there's other persecutions, other other things that are going down to this minute. I mean, in in Turkey, it is it is hard to be an Armenian. It's hard to be a Christian in that in that area. Um, and, um, that's, that's one of the things I'm, and not just about this genocide, but this genocide that happened in 1915 served as a template for many other genocides that were used on a mass scale. I mean, Hitler, when he was, um, convincing his generals to, you know, we can do this, you know, this Holocaust, he said, after all, who remembers, who now speaks of the Armenians? It was a very famous quote by him. So, um, this, this is a, a cause that's not just about the Armenian people and, and the people who perished in this particular genocide back in 1915. It's also a, a very universal um, cause um, to end genocides of all sorts. In the song, I make reference to, you know, Darfur and Nanking and, yes. and Rwanda and all these other genocides that have happened in the past century essentially following the template of the Armenian genocide that might not have happened if the Ottoman Empire in Turkey was held accountable since day one. But because the perpetrator was allowed sort of this, you know, immunity, it sort of gave further cause for other perpetrators to, to sort of rise up and, and do similar atrocities. Mm. All right. That's, that's well, it's beautiful that you're bringing awareness to these subjects and rapping about positive, and it takes some positive. Cause it's courageous, too. Because the 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 trend right now is to do anything but that. You know, don't even they don't even know what exactly. people are saying in these songs right now. But you're sticking to what you do. You're being yourself. Okay, so was Armenia? Were you born in Armenia or were you born no, here? No, no, I was born here. So my my grandfather uh, and my great grandmother escaped the genocide when it happened. They were fortunate enough to to make it out and come to America. Um, and my my mother was born here, and I was you know born here. Um, so um is it safe to go visit? Safe to go visit in Armenia where where we were from was actually part of of the of Turkey where I am definitely not welcome. So it would it would not be a uh a good thing for me to go back and visit that particular part. Have you um, ever seen Armenia? Have you got the chance to go at all? No, I'm actually looking forward to going um hopefully if not this year then definitely next year. Uh, there's actually a uh, a program called Birthright Armenia, um, similar to other programs like Birthright Israel for for people living in uh, diaspora who can uh, dis- uh, dysphoria who can come back and um, and check out um, you know the country and 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 view um, you know what it's like to live there. So the song you made is called 1915, right? About the Armenian genocide. Yes. Tell us about this record. I'm about to play it right now, so please tell us what's going on in this song. Sure. So uh, it was produced by a uh, Grammy-nominated uh, producer, Godfather, who's done a lot of stuff for Wale and Robin Thicke and Schoolboy Q. Um, and it's uh, it's the first verse really t- is me explaining in 16 bars my family's escape, what the genocide was historically, and um, you know how it continues to this day. This, the second verse talks about the connection between that and the Holocaust, the direct connection where Hitler quoting it. And then the third verse talks about Turkey's denial and how we can move forward and how similar atrocities have occurred because of um, sort of 
the the unwillingness by other major countries to hold this power accountable and sort of leave the perceived victory for other perpetrators to sort of capitalize on. The chorus was sung by Miriam, who's a very, very talented singer. I was very fortunate to perform this song with her uh, last year in Times Square for the commemoration up there. Um, and uh, it's a song that is being used in a bunch of high school and college curricula to educate. Um, so I uh, hope it speaks to you. Yeah, definitely. Let's check it out. Yeah. Here's 1915 by Mark Touré live in the studio. We'll be back with more of the interview and some current events later, so stay tuned. You're in the perfect place to be. Tell people to tune right now if they're not listening already, pcrshow.com. expel all members of an indigenous minority group, the Armenians. Turkish armed forces systematically moved to exterminate them and killed 1.5 million Armenians. For the past 100 years, the Turkish government has adamantly denied the genocide and spent millions to cover up their crime. Denial is the last stage of one genocide and the first stage of the next. 1915, a year that will live in infamy. Countless people murdered by hostile infantry. Children still in their infancy, killed instantly. Mass executions without any sympathy. The Ottoman Empire set fire to Armenia, killing more people than untreated leukemia. Their mission was the extinction of our religion. So they started nearby where my family was living. My great grandma and her kids fled their town. Her husband and friends had already been gunned down. She escaped, but she lost her daughter along the way. She came to America, held her son, and prayed. Back home, the Turks denied the genocide happened. They say the countless dead are simply imagined. For a hundred years, their regime holds control. And speaking out, we'll land you life without parole. When Hitler planned out his final solution He said user pollution Right for execution And we can get rid of them It's been proven after all Who remembers the Armenians A real quote he spoke before murdering millions Cause one and a half million Armenians died And gave Hitler the motivation When he would arise to see one genocide Will lead to another People made to suffer Children torn from mothers Neighbors killing neighbors Cities turned to craters Poisonous vapors from shower gas chambers Humanity seems prone to self-destruction We can't think straight like we got a concussion Why so much hate? It serves no real function We gotta tolerate or face the repercussions energy to cover up your wrongs if you deny your past how can you move on especially when the truth is coming in too strong people's eyes are opening looking for the light a new dawn is rising ending the long night you can clutch a feeble eye and try to fight but the world is realized you can't deny what's right because we're all the same despite colors and creeds stop evil where it starts or it spreads like weeds from Rwanda, Bosnia, Darfur and Ukraine to Cambodia and 
can we all feel your pain don't be content and sad let it slide it's crimes like this that prevent our strides in all the branches turkey time to rectify let's heal 1915 and our genocide 1915 1.5 million for murder I pray Yes, that was Mark Turay with 1915, a year that will live in infamy. And we have him live in the studio right freaking now, boy. <laughs> wow. Uh, I like this guy, man. Mark Turay's always bringing positive energy. You know what I'm saying? Every time I talk to him, it's never negative. It's always positive. <laughs> I appreciate that because there's a lot of people annoying me in my life right now. <laughs> and I just, any positive energy. So big ups to Mark Turay. Where can they find your stuff at, man? Uh, you can find all my stuff uh, at Mark Turay. That's M A R C number two R A Y. It's all at Mark Turay on um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, or at www.markturay.com. Um, then uh, the song 1915 is available on iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and SoundCloud. Um, and then we also have uh, 1915 uh, clothing apparel, which um, is available on my website. Um, and a portion of the proceeds uh, will go to further spreading this important message by getting into more high school and more college curricula. Uh, speaking of injustice, yes. Hey, we're in America. Yeah. I don't know how people think this, but somehow some of these people think we're in a post-racial society. Mm. I mean, I don't think I know they know we're not. Honestly, I think that's just people battling for the enemy. Like they're just trying to wage their war on, with on with the hearts and the minds of the people and be like, yeah. oh, no, racist, they're big. They're just complaining. They're bitter. Uh, racism is over, blah, 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 whatever excuses they tend to make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, it constantly gets thrown in our face, even on the national forum like CNN, yeah. that is still here. That being said, I wanted to talk to you about the Starbucks in this incident no, and get your thoughts on that. We were talking about that when we was walking up here. I mean, what were your thoughts when you I mean, when you've heard about it? Like, what was what was going on through your mind? Oh man, well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've just sort of like read the the headlines and everything, um, you know. But when I first, I was like, man, again, you know, it's like <laughs> we just got over like H and M, like not even. It's like, come on, like <laughs> we another. We won't be able to go anywhere anymore. Yeah, like I was like, Starbucks, it's man. like I'm all about. I love Frappuccinos. <laughs> It's like, I gotta boycott Chick fil A, I gotta boycott HM, I gotta boycott Starbucks. It's like, man. What's next? Yeah. No, no, no. We all gotta boycott America. Yeah. Go back to our original country. Everything, man. No, but, uh, no, honestly, I mean, it's, I, I think. The one good thing that I've seen is that apparently the CEO of Starbucks is actually going to come meet with the people who got kicked out. Um, so I think that's a step in the right direction. And the manager who did call the police were fired. I mean, obviously, you know, they're waiting to meet a friend. Um, it's like, I do that all the time. I go yeah. into Starbucks and wait for 20, 30 minutes to meet someone. And I mean, maybe I'll get water. Maybe I'll get a Frappuccino. Maybe I'll just sit there and look at my phone. I mean, they have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> It's like they're set up for that, you know. It's, it's like their business model. You come in, you sit, you chill. I've had maybe hella buy meetings in uh, yeah. Starbucks. It's like and you know, I, and that's typically the purpose. They want people to come and yeah. feel welcome and hang out. Uh, and that's what Starbucks is for. Yeah, I mean that's supposed to be one of their 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 goals. I mean, there's some people are oh they didn't buy anything. Like I, they probably just waiting for their man to show up. And yeah, they're all gonna go exactly. cop some coffee. Like yeah. you know, like, and the issue is. You know, first of all, 
why was calling the cops the very first thing you think to do? Oh my god. That's that's my thing. Like you couldn't say, "Hey guys, what's what's going on? We're we're just wondering if you're going to get anything. What's happening?" Oh, maybe someone would have said, "Oh, we're waiting for a friend. Once yeah. he comes, we'll buy our drinks." The first thing you think to do is call the cops. And that is the issue there. Yep. Uh, and there was apparently another incident where a, a black man wanted to use the restroom, and they told him he needed to buy something, but a white guy was coming out the restroom like, oh, let me get my coffee now. Wait, so you didn't buy anything first? No, no, of that, course none not. Of it, none of this is surprising. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, look, racism is, I don't even like talking about it anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Eventually, you know, it's it's, it's it's step by step, generation by generation. Yeah, you know, we're doing what we can about it. My father's of the opinion that we should just ignore it, mm. and you know, he's got a point. Like, mm. even back in the day, if you excelled at what you did, you could succeed, even during the days of racism. Yeah, that's not to give racist people an excuse or say it's not harmful. But it's just personally as African Americans as I think the best defense mechanism is to be successful and just yeah. push it aside. Mm. The problem comes when you're minding your own freaking business and they throw and, it right and in your it, freaking and face. It hits you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I we didn't nobody deserves that. You know what I mean? I think one of the things is it's kind of similar to you know the the denial that I'm sort of facing with you know the Armenian genocide and and the struggle going on there is there there is a huge denial in the American culture that racism still exists like you're saying. I mean, I think one of the the key differences between you know the um, America after the Civil War and say Germany after Nazi Germany was Germany was like no, it's illegal to be a Nazi. The swastika is illegal. You can't draw that. You know, it's like they they taught the history very clearly that that is not acceptable moving forward, and they've become a great superpower and actually super, um, you know, a, a, a one of the best powers in in the free world right now. Whereas America, we did the opposite. We put Confederate generals on statues, and we have Andrew Jackson, the perpetrator of the Trail of Tears, on our twenty dollar bill. Like we put all our horrible atrocity people on a pedestal. So then when people try to take it down, it's like, no, 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 that's American. That's patriotic. Like, the, the Confederate flag is patriotic. It's like, no, man, that's a that's a flag that we fought a war against. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's like there's a huge ingrained denial where I think a lot of people don't even realize that they've been sort of tempered and treated to thinking this is normal when really it's not. The The real issue is, you know, everyone wants to do a few things in this country. You want to be able to get a good job, raise a family, just move freely throughout society without anyone bothering you. And for some people, this is just impossible to do. Yeah. And what we're trying to say is if you want equality, you need to make sure that it's equality for everyone. And you should care that some people can't do this. And so when you find that a black man at a certain point, when he becomes 13, 15 years old, his father, his mother is going to have to sit him down and say, you can't do certain things because you could die. Seriously. Do you want to know something that actually is completely relevant to my life right now? Um, I wanted to get a new car. And um, I was going to ask my pops to help me out with this. Shout out my pops. Mm. And I wanted a black one. He's like, no, I'm not going to pay for you to get a black car. 
Mm. I was like, why not? He's like, because they're going to pull you over two seconds, after two seconds. I don't want something to happen to you. It's like, you got you got to protect yourself. That's it's, it's 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 um associated with a gangster person or mm. gangster mentality. So cops will pull you over and they'll treat you different or because you have a black car, I'll only get you a silver or a white car if you want me to help you out. Mm. I'm thinking to myself, really, I can't just get a black car because I like the color black? Yeah. Probably because I am black and I wear black things look yeah. good on me. Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But these are things you really actually have to think about yeah. just because, you know, they, w- they will bring it to your front door. And I've been handcuffed by the cops before and all types <laughs> of stuff for no explanation and no type of cause or no justification and whatnot. Yeah. In America, we know where racism originated from the, the slave trade and want sure. to justify slavery. Sure. Do you know where the genocide originated in Armenia, like the, what sparked it or the mentality that sparked it or anything like well, that? Well, it, uh, it was the Ottoman Empire. I mean, the Armenian people had been living in Armenia. They're indigenous to the Caucasus Mountains. We've been there for 3,000 years. And, uh, you know, the Ottomans came and they, they conquered. And for about a thousand years we were there was like relative peace you know i mean there was they they but they never stopped you know living as conquerors like once they took the land it was like it was like they never got out of that conqueror mentality um and then you know during world war one this you know they're allied with germany world is for the first time in complete chaos and no one knows what any other country is really doing they use that as a cover-up to uh to annihilate the armenians which were always to them viewed as we were always viewed as lesser to them. Um, Do you think so. it's because you might have been viewed as a threat, possibly? Uh, you know, I don't really think so. We really did not have a military strength. We did not. We were we were almost the the intellectuals in the society. You know, the, it was almost like sort of the similar motivations almost for 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 Germany um, persecuting the Jews. We were perceived as very successful. You know, wealthy. You know, because of our success, we were great at making things, Oriental rugs and. And uh, and brandy. I mean, we had a lot of. We were like craftsmen, but we we weren't. We didn't have a military threat. Um, I think we were. We were. We were the minority. We've always been the minority in there since they conquered and was a, a persecuted minority, and they had an excuse. To so, use. do you think maybe jealousy was a, was a, was a part of that's, it? That's definitely part of it. The, another huge part of it, I think. Uh, I mean, we're just talking about you know perceived you know things like that. But another huge part of it was at that time the Ottoman Empire was collapsing. I mean, they've been an empire for, for ages, and all of a sudden they're losing lands all over the place and they have nothing. So to solidify their empire, you know, all these lands that they've conquered, all these people are rebelling against them, except for the Armenians. They're one of the few people who don't really have a, a military strike, and they're right next to, you know, the main part of, you know, the Ottoman Empire. So they move in and take out, uh, you know... The uh, the historic Armenian lands, um, which is now modern day Turkey. So that empire, the Ottoman Empire, was solidified, and they took about the majority of Armenia, which is now modern day Turkey. Uh, so that country has really benefited off the genocide, not just in, you know, the denial and not getting caught for it, but their land, their infrastructure. I mean, a lot of that country is Armenia. Oh wow, that's very very yeah. wow. Um, I don't know where this desire i mean i personally have the opinion that <coughs> ambition is from the devil man like mm. the desire to have something to call your own and glorify yourself self-glorification i'm the greatest look at my land look what i control look at my power you know I, the way i was raised that's from the devil because you're supposed to glorify god you feel yeah. me uh you got any questions for him Ember oh C? definitely i was actually quite curious about your experience because you're you were born here and your family your mother came here 
So how is your experience different and how did you develop such this this intense interest in your history, mm. in your culture? Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to make a song about this since I first started, you know, putting pen to pad and becoming, you know, an artist. Um, I mean, it's because a lot of it, the motivation is because Turkey still denies it or the truth isn't out there. And, um, you know, it's the same sort of thing. It's, you know, trauma is passed down from, you know, survivor to chill to child and then, you know, to child again. So, I mean, a lot of that, I grew up, you know, hearing stories from my grandfather or my, my mother that were told from, from my grandfather and, and hearing a lot of these stories, which, and then, you know, turning around and seeing, you know, them blatantly denied. So it's a, um, and something that I think a lot of, just about all Armenians feel that, that deep, you know, pride and, um, and, and wanting and yearning to share this story. Um, so fortunately, I, I, I'm blessed to have this platform and, and be able to get it out and package it in a way that is receptible, recept, receptive not only to, to people in general, but to young people, the next generation. I mean, hip-hop is, is the young person's sort of genre that they listen to. So being able to get it out in a historically accurate way um, that's appealing to them is is a great um, blessing yeah. that I have. And so how do you deal with some of the negativity have you gotten any, and yeah. how much support have you gotten? Um, I've gotten a tremendous amount of support from the Armenian, um, from the Armenian people, um, and 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 all these organizations, and the the reception is just I'm I'm so blessed um, to have that. Um, not only from the Armenian uh, people, but from 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 Kurdish people, from the Assyrian people, from Greek. I'm part Greek myself. Um, mm -hmm. so I mean to have that reception is just great. I mean I feel like I have a whole comfort zone of people there to support and and help um, promote and get this out there um there has been a lot of hate i mean obviously mm -hmm. i have not gone to turkey um but i think i'm 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 happy enough to be kind of on their radar as a possible threat um which is which is great i i, I wear that with a badge of honor mm -hmm. um i um yeah i mean there's a lot of turkish trolls out there um who who you know write a lot of negative stuff you know this the video for for this went viral got over uh, a million views and there's a lot of you know negativity that came along that when we released the music video for this we promoted it on facebook in a lot of countries um where armenians were we also promoted it very heavily in turkey because the turkish government edits the internet that you can't go on google and look up at the armenian genocide and they teach a false curriculum in their schools to their to their citizens so it it really is hard for Turkish citizens to to have access to the truth about this, so one of the things we were, we wanted to do is push it on on Facebook, because Facebook is not going to want to edit what they put up. Also, if someone is paying them to do it, so either way it was a win win for us because we'll 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 get to educate some people who in Turkey who might not have access to this knowledge. And if Turkey throws a stink and Facebook and whatever ends up taking it down, well, I had the blessing of having some great Armenian organizations who would who would make a big stink out of it as well. And it would be a, a almost a blessing in disguise if they took that down. Um, and, we could... and I'm actually very impressed by your strategy there because I actually talk about citizen journalists in the book that I wrote. Mm. And um, the fact that the social media is a powerful tool where you can kind of circumvent these mainstream channels that tries to block out information mm -hmm. and people who are, who are 
focused like you are, who care about what's going on and who wants to get information out there, you now have a direct source to other people. So yeah. I, I commend you for that. That's awesome. Thank um, you. Yeah. So Thank you. I, 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 that means a lot. Yeah. And, and I want to I do want to be very clear. I mean, I have gotten a lot of negativity, but uh, there is a huge difference between Turkish citizens and people of Turkish descent and the Turkish government. I mean, I think a lot of people of Turkish descent and um, who are Turkish citizens as well recognize the genocide. And um, actually, there's been a lot of protests in Turkey recently advocating um, among other things that the that the government recognizes, so there is sort of a, a a a curve. I mean, I think a lot of Turkish citizens are in denial. I think their Turkish government is definitely in denial, but then some of them do realize that this occurred in the past and need and are advocating for a way to move forward. So, what do you recommend for the average person, like the person who's listening, who's never heard about this before, who's like, "Whoa, I." want to do something what what do you suggest that they do to kind of get involved and stay informed mm, well well some of the best things to do are just just to educate read about it um you know like you could you could watch the video uh, the music video for this there's lots of other um historical footage and video and articles there's some great books that were written 40 days of musa dad is a great book see also there was a great film that was made about this called the promise which uh is directed by terry george the same director of hotel rwanda which mm -hmm. stars christian bale and oscar isaac from the new star wars movies um that movie is talks about the Armenian genocide as as a huge historical piece um, so there's a lot of ways to educate yourself about it uh, through media and pop culture and, and, and also on the historical level. Um, and you could also write to your, your congressman, write to your senators, tell them you want this acknowledged. I mean, 48 out of the 50 states have independently acknowledged that this genocide happened, but the federal government has not. Whereas other major powers like Germany and France already have acknowledged it. I mean, there's, there's dozens of other countries that have, but America is one of the, the few countries not the few, but one of the f one of the few major countries that has not recognized it. Um, so we uh, we need to sort of advocate to our to our leaders, to our elected congressmen, to our elected leaders, to 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 have this recognized and send a message um, because it is a a precursor for for other genocides. Denial is the last stage of one genocide and the first stage of the next. Mm. So we need to we need to really show that a perpetrator will be held accountable. So other future perpetrators will not attempt it. Well, that's that's words of wisdom right there. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, you got some other music too. Uh, I'm looking at your SoundCloud right now. Tell me about this record called "Wake Up." "Wake Up" uh, is actually uh, essentially a remix version of my song "1915." Um, after that. 1915 was released and got some notoriety and really started making waves. I was actually contacted, very, very blessed to be contacted by a, a renowned and, and very talented uh, composer uh, by the name of Edward Hamartumian, who was in Armenia. And um, he reached out to me about, you know, uh, recording some of my vocals um, from my song onto a record of his called Wake Up, which um, is a really, really beautiful record. It features a full symphony uh, orchestra-style arrangement with an opera singer and a very talented singer as well. Um, and the music video for that is is very, very great. If you have a chance to go on YouTube, check it out. It's called, um, you know, Mark Turay, Wake Up, or, you know, Edward Hammond Sumian, Wake Up. Um, featuring Mark Turay. It's it's a very, very, very powerful uh, visual. Um, so that that song features some, some of my lyrics from 1915, as well as a new verse that I wrote towards the end, which, which talks about um, the Syria crisis going on right now and how that 
um, sort of relates to to the Armenian genocide and and, and other uh, atrocities that are happening currently. Judge us. What will we leave for them when we meet the one above? 